48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is more than 20 people are treated in hospital after protesters clash with police. U.S. presidential hopeful Michael Bloomberg admits using prison labor in his campaign bid, and Pope Francis acknowledges the church's failings in his Christmas mass. The hospital authority says 25 people were injured in clashes between protesters and police in Chimsatoyan, Mongkok, last night. One man is in serious condition in Queen Elizabeth Hospital. A boy who fell from a Portland Street restaurant in Mongkok is in stable condition. It's unknown if his fall was related to the protests. Meanwhile, another young man who's injured after apparently jumping to escape from police officers in a Yunlong shopping mall is also in a stable condition. He has been arrested for allegedly assaulting a police officer. HSBC says it's saddened and disappointed by the vandalism at its Mongkok branch on Nathan Road after anti-government protesters smashed glass doors and started a small fire inside the building last night. Protesters targeted the British banking giant for the first time for shutting down the corporate account of the Spark Alliance, a fundraising platform for protesters. HSBC said the decision to close the account is in accordance with global regulatory standards. The bank reiterated that the account hadn't been used for its stated purpose and was closed in November, and the police notified them about the handling of the account balance this month. HSBC said its operations continue as normal. Billionaire Michael Bloomberg has admitted his presidential campaign team have used prison labor to make phone calls following a report on the investigative website The Intercept. Mr. Bloomberg called the report fundamentally accurate and said his campaign had already ended its relationship with the company involved. The Intercept reported that the former New York mayor's campaign contracted the Procom call center via a third-party vendor. It said that two of Procom's Oklahoma call centers operate from state prisons. The Intercept said that in at least one of those prisons, a minimum security women's facility, inmates were contracted to make calls on behalf of the Bloomberg campaign. President Trump has made light of the possibility that North Korea could be preparing a long-range missile test after Pyongyang warned earlier this month of a possible Christmas present. Mr. Trump said the United States would deal with any surprise very successfully. Speaking at his home in Florida, he joked that the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un might send him something other than a missile. We'll see what happens. Well, let's see. Maybe it's a nice present. Maybe it's a present where he sends me a beautiful vase as opposed to a missile test. Right? I may get a buzz. I may get a nice present from him. You don't know. You never know. Pyongyang issued the warning earlier this month after accusing Washington of trying to drag out nuclear talks ahead of next year's U.S. presidential election. Pope Francis has urged, ushered in Christmas for more than a billion Catholics by celebrating Midnight Mass at the Vatican, calling on the faithful not to abandon God's love because of the Church's failing. Speaking to thousands of pilgrims gathered in St. Peter's Basilica, Pope Francis alluded to the clerical abuse and financial scandals afflicting the church. Whatever goes wrong in our lives, whatever doesn't work in the church, whatever problems there are in the world, will no longer serve as an excuse. It will become secondary, for faced with Jesus' extravagant love, a love of utter meekness and closeness, we have no excuse. India's cabinet, cabinet has approved the allocation of more than a billion U.S. dollars to conduct a detailed census and population survey next year. There are fears that the database could be used to build a register of citizens, against which there have been widespread protests. The Minister of Information, Prakash Javadeka, said the preparations for the census would begin straight away. Every house will be mapped, listed, 
during April and September 2020 and in February 2021 head count will be done and this time it will not be a long form those who will take benefit of the special mobile app which will be created to upload the details. A jailed Nigerian activist, Omoyele Soware, has been released on bail after the government accepted a court ruling. The Nigerian government has also ordered the release on bail of a former national security advisor, Sambo Dasuki, who was detained in 2015. The BBC's Chris Ewoko reports from Abuja. Sambo Dasuki was accused of awarding phantom contracts worth $2 billion to buy 12 helicopters, four fighter jets and ammunition which never materialized. He denied the allegations of corruption. The equipment was intended for the fight against Boko Haram Islamist militants. Journalist and former presidential candidate Omoyele Shawore had been detained on charges of treason, money laundering and insulting the president. He had called a mass protest against what he described as the anti-people policies of the government earlier this year. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Russian and Turkish officials have been discussing how to stop an escalation of fighting in the Syrian province of Idlib. Syrian government forces, backed by Russian planes, have been mounting a week-long offensive against jihadist-led militias in the province. The Turkish presidential spokesman said Russia had committed itself to trying to stop the attacks. Michael Doran, a former senior director in the U.S. National Security Council, says the relationship between Russia and Turkey is complicated. I would say there's a lot of tension between the Turks and the Russians. I mean, it's a kind of a fiction that Erdogan is now cooperating closely with Putin. There's extreme tension between the Turks and the Russians in Idlib. The Turks and the Russians are on the opposite sides in Libya, for example. There's lots of areas where there's tension, but there's no effort on the part of the United States, or there's a, a limited effort on the part of the United States to strengthen the Turkish hand against the Russians. Without that, Erdogan has no choice but to be in Moscow and to negotiate. Brazil's hardline president, Jair Bolsonaro, has pardoned jailed members of the police and military convicted of crimes committed unintentionally or in self-defense, including for unlawful killing. The pardon includes personnel who were off-duty when the crime was carried out, but excludes people convicted of corruption, torture or terrorism. Human rights groups regard Brazilian police among the deadliest in the world, especially in the two violent city of Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. Two attacks by Islamist in Islamist insurgents in the West African state of Burkina Faso on Tuesday have left dozens of people dead. The government said 80 insurgents were killed along with seven soldiers and 35 civilians, mostly women. The BBC's Hugh Morgan reports. The militants arrived at the military outpost of Arbinda town in northern Soum province on motorbikes. After attacking the soldiers there, they turned their guns on civilians. Two days of national mourning have been announced. Once relatively stable, Burkina Faso has descended into serious unrest since 2015, when violence began spilling over from Mali. Hundreds of people have been killed or internally displaced this year. No group has claimed responsibility for this attack, but jihadist violence in Burkina Faso has been blamed on militants linked to both al-Qaeda and Islamic State groups. Sport Chelsea boss Frank Lampard has defended Antonio Rudiger after Tottenham manager Jose Mourinho criticised him for his role in Son Heung-min's red card on Sunday. Son was sent off for kicking out against Rudiger and after the game Mourinho accused the German of making the most of the incident. Rudiger was also the victim of alleged racial abu abuse from the crowd in the second half and Lampard said his player has enough to deal with without having his integrity questioned. 
when he's having to post after the game about something that we know is a huge deal, I think um, to question his integrity in that time um, is disappointing. Certainly what I heard in the, the commentary and the, all the post-match reflection was that the Son incident was a red card. Now, I said it after the game, it wasn't a brutal red card, but it was an instinctive one that, that warrants a red card in the modern day. And VAR took a couple of minutes, so there was no excuse to the referee not seeing it real, whatever, the referee saw it perfectly. I wouldn't question Tony's integrity on that. If it becomes a question about people standing up or falling down in the Premier League, I think there were a couple of incidences in the last 15 minutes of the game where Tottenham players were, were going over in the box attempting to win a penalty. So I do defend Tony firmly on it. Leicester host Liverpool tomorrow night in one of the standout clashes of this week's game and there's plenty of mutual admiration between managers Jurgen Klopp and Brendan Rodgers. It's highest quality with all the things, desire, hard players, like aggressive challengers, super footballers, the wings, quick, creative, uh, so um, going inside, going you can go outside, all that stuff and then you have Jamie Vardy on top of that. He's done fantastic since he's gone in there in particular the, the last couple of years uh, where they found a consistency and uh, like you say a, a way to, to win he's certainly up there we, we Pep as the you know the world leading coach and um, yeah, he's, he's done brilliant Tomorrow night's other games will see Arsenal away to Bournemouth while new Everton boss Carlo Ancelotti is in charge at home to Burnley Newcastle, managed by former Old Trafford favourite Steve Bruce, will look to complete a league double over Manchester United with both sides level on 25 points and looking to break into the top six. To end the news, our top stories again. More than 20 people are treated in hospital after protesters clash with police. U.S. presidential hopeful Michael Bloomberg admits using la prison labour in his campaign bid and Pope Francis acknowledges the church's failings in his Christmas mass. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Pierre. Merry Christmas to you. Very good afternoon. It is James Ross with you through till two with all the Christmas hits. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree.
play that for Fee in Wan Chai, uh, for Gary, who's in from the UK. And I'm digging out the other song as well, Fee. See if I can play that for you in a few minutes. Uh, sorry for the delay. Uh, catching up now on some requests. And I'm going to do another request uh, in a few moments. In the meantime... <laughs> 